Stunning second half, not so much. Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. No German subtitles today. Like to watch along. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, vic happy Victory Monday on a Wednesday. Yeah, Victory Monday on a Wednesday. A, a time-honored tradition here at Schalke America. Uh, because we don't have a set schedule, we're not responsible. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was weather that was getting in the way this time. Richard was yeah. experiencing um, some storms. Yeah. Normally, it, it's my inability to you know to time manage properly. Anyway, um, yeah, certainly not the second half that I guess many Schalke supporters were looking for, given some of the boos and whistles in the stadium, some conversation having um, happening about that online afterwards. We can maybe talk about that, uh, how you felt about that. But uh Yeah, wild game. Uh, week one back in the uh, the second division did not disappoint. And honestly, week two didn't either. Both of these games have been completely insane so far. So lots to talk about once again. <laughs> There is. And it's funny because someone reached out to us on Shock America on Twitter or the X, whatever, whatever the hell you call it now, and said, I watched two games for Shaka. Is this what I can expect? Or is this just, you know, two games? I'm like, welcome for a long road, buddy. It's this is Shaka. <laughs> Especially in spite the league of it. It's Schalke, but it's also got just a little bit of that 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 special, you know, second division sauce added yeah. to the recipe, yeah. which kind of you know makes things a little bit better. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So before we get into the game, right? What if I presented this these stats to you before the going into the game? What would your thoughts be? 17 shots at 10 in favor of us, eight to four shots on target, possession 71 to 29, two red cards for them, zero for us, and an XG of 2.47 to 0.96. You would think we would probably dominate the game, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I suppose so. Not so much. It wasn't. I'll follow, so much I'll follow your premise. <laughs> I mean, well, we'll get into all this mess, but I mean, man, this was uh, a shutout, and, and Mueller is the real deal. But uh, yeah, it's we got a lot of improvements. I mean, the, the good thing is, this is what I was referencing though when I was talking about the booing and whistling. In, in many ways, we did dominate the game statistically. There's there's certain reasons for that, obviously, right. which we can talk about. It's a question of did we dominate the game to the extent you would have expected given what occurred within the context of the match. Exactly. Exactly. And to that, I think most of us say no. And the good news is, after that 5-3 game against Hamburg, we knew we had a lot to work on. But we scored three goals on the road. So that's, that, that's a positive there. This game, we won. We kept a shutout. But we did far from anything spectacular in that game so there's room for growth in here so looking at the lineup and looking at i see the chats in lively where pascal anthony joseph william we see you guys gluck alf the starting lineup wasn't too different the big difference obviously cse out Baumgartel in right in the back four and then as well templeman inserted which i wasn't sure of at the beginning kataman and drexler up top now when i forecasted this game before the watch long I thought Templeman was probably going to go up top, keep Caraman on the right because he was doing so well, and move Drexler in the back because he's pretty versatile. What we saw is Templeman drop in the middle, Drexler go up top. With Drexler, we know he's comfortable up there. Thoughts on the starting 11 in this one? Yeah, obviously, Cissé, as you mentioned, uh, out because of that red card uh, situation. Uh, week one, 
And uh, maybe a good thing that he was out of this game because there was more red cards in the air in this game, weren't there? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm not sure Cecil will be great. But he gave us an opportunity <laughs> to take a look at Baumgartel, regardless of whether or not he's going to end up being the first choice, um, which I think he probably will be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously an opportunity to get a look at him right away. Uh, Bruno Orian, obviously fine with that. Moeller, uh, Wade Ryogo, good to see him back and getting a second opportunity right away. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Schallenberg. I mean, I expect to see Schallenberg more often than not this season. I feel like he's going to be you know, likely kind of a mainstay mm-hmm. um, first real look at Templeman. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that, that up top, I, this season have not been convinced by Drexler in that position or really him at all. And out of the first two games. Um, and I'm wondering, at, I'm wondering at what point that becomes a, uh, you know, like a Lasme up top or something like that. Um, and, and Drexler goes back to kind of his more regular super sub role um, to kind of come on and help bring some stability to the game at certain points. Given his age and performances lately, I would agree with you. I mean, the, co- the harder question is, well, one more. I mean, I'm fine with Kahneman and Lazme. The question is, who goes on what side, right? Because they both can play both sides, which I think is a good problem because during a game, especially if they're being locked down, they can just switch it up and kind of throw the defenses off a little bit. But I, I think I'm in agreement with you. And the curious thing for me was Odraogo came off at halftime and Seguin came in and he was okay. Uh, Seguin, I didn't see any... Odrago started out well for 15 minutes and then kind of disappeared. I understand the substitution, I guess. Maybe saving his legs or didn't want to put too much pressure on him. The game was uh, it's still in the balance at that point. It's one off and we had a red card, so maybe... I mean, I don't know what Rice was thinking. I got to go back to what, what he said in the press conference or post-match conference, but starting 11, I think um, I think the two big takeaways, obviously, Baumgartel was noticeable defensively. Uh, we can get to his one mistake. It wasn't only him on the, on the one play against Terrence Boyd later uh and then in templeman templeman really stood out for me in this game um that he was probably the bright spot for me in this game out of everyone i don't know if you feel the same way or feel differently but he stood out to me that's interesting that you say that um i i felt that templeman was active and like noticeably active but not always effective um and there were moments, and, and there, yeah, we can talk about it. Later. And there, there was there was moments where he made like recovery plays, which got him some like credit. And those are one of the situations where I question like, you know, why were you in a position that you needed to be making a recovery play in the first place? Um, kind of a thing. But yeah, we can get into it. Yeah, no, I, so I thought Templeman offensively didn't really contribute as much to your to Correct, your point. Yeah. Um, but I thought what I wanted to see after that first game is we were giving up goals left and right. I wanted to see some stability, and I want to see the midfield play a more defensive role in this game to help out the, mid- the defense, who, who was obviously struggling in that first game. So I felt like Templeman and, and Odraogo, to an extent, were playing more defensively than, than they had been in the first game, or the midfield was playing in the first game. So Templeman was, seemed to be focused more in a defensive way. Even though he was positioned up higher than the Schallenberg, he seemed to be back a lot, and he made a lot of, to your, to your point, a lot of defensive plays and broke a lot of passes and, and just kept nagging in the opposition when they had the ball. And so for that... If that was his, meant to be his role, then he, I think he did it well. But what we want to see is someone in those box-to-box positions is contributing more offensively. We saw a little bit of that Odraogo oh, in the first game. Didn't see any of that really by anybody in the second game, I think, uh, in that midfield. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can see why. It, yeah, and I think Templeman may have been hurt by the fact that he was like in, in combination with Drexler mm, on that yeah, side because I think yeah. neither of them 
were particularly effective in possession. And obviously in possession is only one phase of the game, but like I think neither of them were particularly effective in possession. And because they were on the same side, it sort of like highlighted both of them more than it otherwise would have if they had been if like you know Templeman had been partnered with Caramon, for example. Right. Along those lines. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I like I like getting a look at him. I'm not like anti-Templeman or like anybody like that based on this. I think we're gonna see obviously a lot of rotation um early on as we try to like cement a preferred starting eleven. Um and uh yeah i mean I'm, I'm more than happy to get a lot of looks at these guys early on and i feel like the announcers made a comment similar to you and saying that drexler was really ho- holding up templeman and bruner on the right hand side and really there was no flow because of drexler's inability at the at times to like keep the flow going i guess when when he had, the ball came his direction i guess so um there's a lot of confusion too with the passing between drexler and, and templeman in the game and bruner where the pass was just wildly astray so uh well people kept people kept trying to play him forward into space and up the field and he was like refusing to move yeah. towards like so like everything he was trying to do was like conservative play me the ball backwards and like so i think there was just disconnects like they were assuming that yeah. he was going to move into a space they just didn't move into and i think more often than not like it was drexler's fault like in this game honestly so i, I don't yeah. know yeah his approach was weird to me looking at the road teams lineup uh loita in goal he's uh, obviously a decent goalkeeper Elvedi, someone we know from the bundesliga Kraus, not our Kraus from uh, last season. Uh, they also had a crawl, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, Tomiak was also in the back in the midfield. They had Zimmer, uh, Newhouse, uh, Rachel, who played a good game, uh, Pukas, Ritter, who had a good game, Redondo, who had a good game, and Ake, who started over our boy Terrence Boyd, which was odd to me, which I'm fine with because I mean, I prefer not to see Terrence Boyd when I can because he came in was like a menace right away. But were you shocked not to see Terrence Boyd? I mean, I don't know if he's out with injury or what, but for me, that was the big shocker going into going to the game because I was, I was fully expecting him and fully a similar Glotzel like. I, I think he was injured, and I think he's coming off an injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be I, I could be wrong. I thought I heard somebody mention something like that on the um yeah, but um not surprising to him to see him get used in some capacity if he wasn't you know fit for the full ninety. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, you know, going to the game, the game started out. We knew it was gonna. Kaiser Lawton started pushing out early. We were a little hesitant going forward. We really didn't do well for it, but defensively we were feeling fine. They get this break where Ake comes in, ball bounced around Schallenberg, kind of like lazy, I want to say, defensively. It was, Ritter did really well to control it, and then let's, let, let's go how it's sir, that Mueller, uh, Mueller had to come in and make a huge save. At first I was like, did he get it? He's like, yeah, he got it. Fantastic save. Great that he is making these saves, but it's not great that he's getting shots after shot in the last two games, but he came out huge on that play because that could have been – seriously down one nothing already that would have changed the whole momentum of that game yeah i'd have to go back and, and watch how that one developed initially but i know i know the play you're um yeah you're talking about and it does seem like there's been way too many recently um of uh, there being a lot of time and space kind of around the edge of the box for people to take these long shots and on one yeah. perspective you're like hey if they want to just take long shots, we'll take that all day. But there has to be a certain level of like contestability to it. And like, they don't have a clean angle and they're just getting these like, yeah. So I, I think that one may have been like a, a missed tackle by Schallenberg or something. Like he tried to, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Like, and like got like, you know, whatever. And so like the, the space kind of opened up as opposed to just like poor positioning initially or whatever. But um, yeah, early, early, early shot across the bows for sure. Yeah, and it was a good wake-up call. I mean, good to see that Mueller is, like again, the real deal. It made some, a great save right there. And then the game, Schalke started to get into the game a little bit more. We started seeing a little bit more involvement with Oweyan. Uh, creates a – it was a play where he got, the ball goes up to the up to the top. The Karaman, Karaman does well to hold up one or two guys. It gets fouled just on the outside of the box. 
some people were calling for penalty, but it was clearly like outside of the box. No penalty. It's a free kick, though, for our, our boy Thomas Oyan. He steps up, and for second consecutive game, it's a nice assist by him into the box to Simo Toroto, a guy, another guy who should be marked in the box by, you know, by Kaiserslautern, wasn't. And he puts it away two games in a row. He's on pace for 30 goals, if you want to look at that that way. But a uh, great start for us. Despite the early, early jitters, I think uh, it was a good response by Schalke and and really Kataman to set up the, the foul and the play. But then, obviously, Oyan to Toroto. What a lethal combination right there. Yeah, and a much-needed early goal at that point in the match, too, just because I feel like Kajaslarton came out and, and were – putting pressure on us very high up the field very early, like, you know, all the way to, you know, essentially the box uh, and, you know, contesting us all the way up there. So it was making it difficult for us to get things going. I think that's part of the reason why that first like 15 minutes or so was so sketchy from us and why right. guys just had um, sort of that inertia in the final third and someone on the counter sometimes. But um, yeah, uh, it's great from the, from the Toronto point of view of like, you know, we talked about coming back into the second division, what kind of Toronto are we going to see? Is it going to be, you know, no one's expecting, you know, the record setting, Torada, but like is it going to be a 8 10 goal Torada or is it going to be like a 15 20 goal you know Torada that kind of a thing and yeah. you know early returns are that he is much more effective at this level as we know than he typically is uh and yeah obviously a small part of that or a larger part of that really is is Oyan's play as well and his delivery um it's a very well shaped ball it's like yeah. you know a lot of pace and everything and then Torada got up well and and uh you know directed it well too but yeah it's great to see Oyan getting back in, in the swing of things. Cause like, this is what he was, you know, two seasons ago. And it was so shocking how poor he was. And, and now he's gone back to being, you know, very influential on set pieces, dead ball situations, as well as kind of from open play at times. Craziness is craziness. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat tonight. Uh, let us know where you're watching or listening along to from uh, interesting question. I don't have the answer to this and I'm curious if you know. So Joseph says, and I heard about this during the game, but uh, there was a choreo band for Shaka during the game. I I heard this during the game, so I had no idea about this. Did you hear anything about this and why it may have happened or not? No, I'm sorry, can't yeah. speak to that unfortunately. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. But uh, that's it. but I remember I totally forgot about it until just now when Joseph brought it up. But uh, I remember hearing it during the game. I was like, wait, what? What's going on here? So, uh, but I mean, it doesn't it wasn't stopping our fans right? They're loud as heck at, at Dalton's Arena. So, um, moving on though, yeah, not really. Did we had the blue the blue smoke filling the balloon in the team? But that was <laughs> yeah, sweet, yeah. by the way. But yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Um. No, yeah, but uh, so up one nothing at that point, and it was good. I mean, uh, at that point again, like I think I said during the live stream, was that we can't rest on one nothing and one nothing game, especially what we saw last week. We need to build on this and get another goal. Uh, and the game kind of like stabilized at that point. I thought Kaiserslautern towards the end of the first half really started to gain momentum, at least from what I remember. And maybe you remembered something differently. Uh, but then things really started to take a change where it was a heads up play by two players in particular. Mueller comes out. So it was a play. It was a, I think the defenders are passing back and forth to each other. And it might have been um, uh, whoever it was. It was something on the left-hand side. Somebody, I think one of the, I think Kaminsky tried to pass it to Baumgartel. It was a poor pass. And he would have had to run back to it. But luckily, Mueller was paying attention. He was way out of his box. Came up, knocks it over the top while everyone's coming off side, coming back on side. So everyone's playing lackadaisical. Oyan plays it beautifully and reads it, times it perfectly. Gets to the ball just in time where... The keeper has two choices, lets him go by and empty net goal for a tap-in or fouls him for a red card. He chose the red card, but, I mean, heads up play by Mueller and heads up play by Oyon to kind of read that and then kind of left the goalie Lota in, in no man's land, and he had no choice but to foul him. 
Yeah, I mean, like on on one level, I understand. Like, I think the center backs, like the back, the back line, really for for Kaiser Slotin, kind of knew that I think some of Shaka's attacking players were offside, and that's why there wasn't a lot of urgency to maybe to 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 go for that loose ball. But at the same time, like when that ball is played, Thomas Oweyan is halfway between midfield and the and the box. Yeah, he is all the way on the sideline. And he runs through like two lines of Kaiser Slotin players and sprints there and beats everyone. It, yeah, it is just a heads up play from Thomas yeah. to recognize that as a live ball, he is onside, even if the rest of the Shaka players aren't. Yeah. And by that point, there's no interference because like they're, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. way away from yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just another, it's another great example of, yeah, Oyan just being locked on. And it seemed like, once again, last season, like he was lacking confidence. I don't know if there was something going on in his personal life and it was just injuries or whatever, but like he just he just seemed like mentally not the same player and he's very switched on at the moment. And it's it's yeah, it's showing in his play. Him and Simon, right? Both of them are seem to be on right in the Bundesliga and it's fight the league, I should say. So uh, yeah, it's good to see that heads up play and, and it causes a red card there, early ejection by uh for the, the keeper for Kaiserslautern. So in comes crawl. Uh, and he uh, you know, he had some shaky moments to start. I mean, as you imagine, you're coming off the bench, you're not really expecting to start, and all of a sudden you're in, thrusted into the game. And so, you know, he gets in the game right away. I thought this was great for us to take opportunity. And I said it right when it happened. And a couple people like go to me during the live stream is like, this is where we tell the difference between an average team and a great team. An average team just continues to go with the flow, maybe even gets dominated to an extent when you're when you're you have the man of I imagine if this was Hamburg in the situation, uh they add some goals after the situation, especially after the later, the later car roll you're talking about a second, but uh, Shaka didn't really do anything. I think that would, uh, that tipped me. You wouldn't think it was a red card in that game after that point. Yeah. We had a little bit more possession and it showed at halftime, the possession statistics, but really uh, there was nothing from Shaka that was threatening after this red card. Uh, unless you saw something in the end of that first half. No, I agree. And I, I think to give Kaiser Slotin some credit, they did a pretty good job regrouping and getting organized and making yep. it tough but yeah this is where and then especially what we'll get to in the second half this is where i think some of the discontent kind of grew um you know the hamburg game is one thing that's a team that we expect to kind of be in competition with potentially kaiser Slotin obviously a little bit less so um so i think we were probably expecting a little bit better of a first half performance overall anyway and then you add in the advantage and then that starts to widen the gap between you know expectation and the performance that was ultimately turned in yeah, absolutely, 100%. Uh, looks like Jacob says in the chat that the Gels and Kirsten police have not been messing around ever since that famous blue shirt episode of Smoke. That was the reason they kind of been clamping down lately, that's so funny. that's kind of why the, cho- the, the choreo went away. But uh, anyway, yeah, one nothing at halftime. I, mean, I think we're still in a pretty good position. And I mean, be up one nothing at halftime with a man advantage, you're thinking, okay, this is okay. This, you know, we'd rather have a two-goal lead, but one-goal lead and a one-man advantage, we'll take that. And go into the second half, I figured that Kaiserslautern at some point would bring in Terrence Boyd. They would start increasing attack to get that equalizing goal because they felt that Schalke's not that great defensively, so why not try to go for that that, that draw? And in in retrospect, I mean, in, in on the flip side, Schalke then would have more opportunities to go down and hopefully attack. <laughs> that didn't happen for Schalke. Maybe they had opportunities but didn't do it. Um, but what we saw was that um, Tomiak had a yellow card in the first half. Ends up getting a second yellow for another stupid play by him. He gets ejected from the game. Now he had several right. tackles. He was like completely he undisciplined that entire match. Yeah, it was. He was. He was. He was, he was asking for. It. Yeah, I think that yellow card came late too because he should have gotten a yellow card a lot earlier in the game for sure. So yeah, he he was asking for it. Gets that that red card. 
And at that point, I'm like, two men up. We got to score another goal. I mean, just one more goal, and I'll be happy. And we didn't look that great, honestly. Uh, we finally – we didn't go for the – it looked like we were content just winning one nothing in that game. The substitutions – like, I was waiting for something to happen. Finally, we saw Lastman come in. Uh, I thought Drexler was struggling in the, in the game. Obviously, Oderaogo came off. Um, I felt that uh, Kaminsky had an early yellow as well. He and, and Tomiak actually had the yellow early on in the game where they were getting into it. I, and I, I love the yellow Kaminsky win because – Tommy, I kind of took out Mueller and Kaminsky sort of for his goalkeeper, and that's, I think it's worth a yellow. But at that point, I said, look, they got a red card. The referee's probably looking for a second red card for somebody, so get Kaminsky out of there before it's evened up all of a sudden. So there's a lot of things that I was uh, I didn't like from Rice. Um, I mean, what, what, how did you see that the second half pan out, even before the, the second goal, second and third goal? Was like, what were you saying? I mean, as far as the Rice thing goes, though, I think I think we're the – we legitimately don't have a lot of depth. So like you're, you're, you're putting Matriziani in there more often than not, aren't you? I mean, like, yeah. So it's kind of like whether or not you, I mean, I don't know. I, I can understand it to some extent, but yeah, yeah. We, we need to be careful about that. Especially me have one, one CB already out, you know, with the red car, you don't want to add a second um, right. to that. No, but, but I, but I agree. I don't, I don't think, um, yeah, I, I don't think we capitalized on the advantage that we had for sure. Uh, and that was, that was definitely disappointing. Um, and, you know, until I mean, even the second goal that we ultimately scored, like there's some good play involved in it. Um, but it's there's a little bit of luck on that one as well. Um, it's really it, it wasn't really until I think we made some of the substitutions that we started seeing a little bit of a change. So I think some of the substitutions were good in that respect. They just maybe uh, you could argue about like when they came and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think Brian Lassman was a, almost an instant impact when he came on. Obviously, you saw when the 69th minute or whatever it was. Uh, good, good play between. I think it might have been like uh, Karaman and uh, not not Karaman, excuse me. Um, oh man, who is it? Uh, it's somebody in the midfield. I forget who the hell it was. Uh, ended up giving the ball over to Lasme on the right hand side. He goes for a cross in the in the middle. Just puts in the danger zone. Really, crawl really messes that play up. He doesn't read it at all. I don't know if he saw it late, wasn't expecting it or what. Uh, misread the angle, but it came to him. He like touched it. Falls to Karaman's feet and he just taps it home. So you see a goal and assist or assist from last week, technically, and, and a tap in for Karaman. But at least he finished it. But it's not the the goal we wanted to see. It should have came a lot earlier, and it was just we'll take it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he the keeper read it well, but he actually did slip on True, um, yes, uh, the, yes. the, the so like like it was, it was it was like muddy or wet or whatever. So he lost his footing and he didn't wasn't able to get quite the purchase on it that he wanted to, and so it. Um, kind of fell out into uh, to Caramon's path more than it was initially going to. I think it was going to go, core, you know, more kind of like directly across goal and kind of b- bounced out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Lasma is great. It's a good ball from him initially. I mean, it's not like a perfect ball, but it's into a dangerous area. It's you know with a decent amount of like pace and whip, and it's hit kind of early, uh, kind of towards two, you know, in, in in the mix for two runners. And um, we just didn't have enough of that, honestly, in the first half. Um, with yeah. with Bruner, who we know is not going to get up and be that kind of player more often than not anyway, and then Drexler was not effective in that area, and then we've already kind of talked about about Templeman. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, but more good play from Caramon as well, making kind of a trailing run off of Tirada a little bit later, still following the play in, and then being there and being able to finish. It's, uh, it's yeah, it'd be good to see. Um, I thought Caramon both last weekend this week was um, – was was good. I, I did not expect to be a proponent of Caramon in the starting lineup, um, to the extent that I am so far based on his play. Yeah, uh, Karaman with his second good game in a row. Uh, like we said last week, maybe Svitaliga and for Toronto and and Oyan, maybe Svitaliga is their 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 thing, right? Maybe they're better in the in the, in the second league. So 
Uh, with second City, Karaman, uh, you know, obviously getting a goal, uh, second game in a row, and then you know to to make things end. Karaman had a nice run towards the end of the game. Uh, well, before we get to that goal, Terrence Boyd is in the gets into the game and immediately causes chaos. And and I was I think I joked and I said like, oh look, Boyd's coming on. We're probably not going to even mark him. And sure enough. Didn't look like we were marking him in the game, and all of a sudden he goes on this run, a slaloming run, where he takes on like the whole Shaka team. Nobody's defending him. He breaks Baumgartner's ankles. He breaks lots of ankles. Goes one on one against Mueller. Luckily, Mueller stood up and saved his ass. But he, how does he go through like seven guys on a run? A center forward who's like two hundred some pounds go on a run all almost the entire pitch, not getting stopped. It's like the guys like, yeah, hey, you're not going to shoot. You're not going to score. And he was almost did. Boyd's such a different look, I felt like, to the other attackers they had earlier in the game. He's a much more physical presence and kind of a different profile. Were they scared? I feel like, what? Were they scared of him or like to tackle him? I, I don't know. I mean, he, he, they kind of seemed that way to some extent. It looked like he came out and had just sort of like a little bit of like edge to him or confidence that kind of like unsettled us a little bit. Yeah, nice piece of play from him. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, at that point, uh, given kind of where things were, that still could have potentially changed the game a little bit. Um, this is why, once yeah. again, we're like frustrated that we weren't really putting this thing to bed to the extent that we should have. I mean, two one. If it makes, if he scored that, made two one at that point, it's like, oh shoot, we're gonna, we might we might draw this at, with two men advantage. Uh, and then so that leads to time. Yeah, yeah. And then it leads to a corner kick, and, they, and off that corner kick, again, Terrence Boyd, who is the main striker for them, is unmarked in the box, and he just missed the shot. If he had put it on target, it would have been it would have been in the goal, I think. Uh, but he wide open takes a shot and just misses white outside the, outside the post, and it's like, what are we doing, guys? We're, like, we're gonna kill ourselves here. We're gonna squeaky bump time, like you said. It's like. Two nothing, barely. It's just it's like a, a soft two nothing lead, and you're just letting them into the game. They're they look fairly dangerous, being two men down. And so a lot of teams, when they go down a man, they you know they regroup, like you say, and they actually may cause some chaos for the opposition. Certainly against us, but two men advantage, you don't think that even should be a, uh, an issue, and it certainly was. Luckily though, luckily the the lethal combination from the previous goal, Karaman, and you know makes this nice run uh, into the middle of the pitch, and then feeds it to Lazme outright. What a, as, as Jacob said, some sauce on him. I mean, that shot, that's a bolter like shot there. I mean, uh, wonderful top, top, uh, top deck goal or whatever you want to call it. Puts it past crawl, whether he could save it or not. It was just a powerful shot, and you like that's what you want to see. Yeah, Lazma looked like he was kind of like a men playing amongst boys when he kind of got subbed in on that right wing. Yeah. He, he just seemed like he was able to get like a half yard of separation like whenever he needed to, to be able to play a ball yeah, to get a shot off or to play across. And it's just kind of whenever he needs that space, he has like the athleticism to, to achieve it. Um, and I mean, his first touch on that play yeah. was yeah clean. I mean, like yeah. fly paper clean. Yeah. I mean, just like, just snatched that thing out of the air, brought it back in front of him. And then, um, yeah, just a completely confident, vicious finish. You know, it was a great, great goal, great economy of motion from him and everything. And, uh, yeah, like to see the impact that he's that he's had coming off the bench there. I wouldn't be surprised if once again he's in the starting lineup more um, uh, sooner rather than later. I think we could see like well, yeah, Caraman, Lasma or more Lasma uh, at some point. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Looking more, forward to it. more Lasma, uh, definitely more Lasma. Not not Tobias more maybe, but we'll see. I mean, we say that and it, may, it seems like obvious to us that yeah, it should be Caraman and Lasma, but we don't know what Rice is thinking. Maybe he wants to see. Maybe he thinks Lazme is a super sub kind of player. I mean, the, the two times he's come in, he's looked very good. Maybe he, maybe he thinks he looks a bit like that. I mean, we we think maybe a, a Drexler would be better, better in a super sub position. Moore had the first game; he didn't really provide. We were very slow. I think as somebody said in the chat, offensively, we just didn't seem like we had the extra thrust. Even though we scored three goals in our first game, but you know, Lazme and Karaman certainly have 
a special something. Karaman is obviously playing on another level this year. Elasma looks like he's a, a dangerous person. And, and obviously having a guy, Torota is just feasting at this point because he's just in the middle and just gets the balls. I, you know, I do want to talk about Simo Torota because I thought, even if he didn't score a goal, I thought he had a good game. I thought he was hustling, came back a couple times, make defensive plays, held up the ball fairly well, I yeah, thought. I agree. He's still not that great off like when you head the ball to him or give a header for him. But I thought overall he did pretty well, I thought. And uh, that's what you want to see. We are missing that last year. Um, yeah, he's not – I mean, he did score a headed goal in this game, so there's that. But, I mean, like, he's not, like – he's not as good at aerial duels Yeah. in, like, when there's an initial ball being played into him as Correct. you would expect him to be when he's, like, backing down somebody with his size advantage. Correct. Um, I do stand by the fact that just on the eye test, and I could be totally wrong about this. Once again, it could be the second division looks – makes it look this way it seems like he's slimmed down a little bit compared to maybe last year and it looks a little bit more mobile a little bit more energetic covering a little bit more ground um and i think uh yeah i don't know i think if we you know in increase our um our wing play which we seem like we're, we're doing at this level so far relative to what we were able to provide last year at times um yeah i think Toronto will have we'll, we'll do just fine ultimately if he stays healthy yeah, uh, I certainly agree with that. And I even I ask how people during a live watch along, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we think it looks skinnier." And like you said, it could be just a a fight. The league of defenses are a little bit thinner, you know, they're not as bulky as the guys in the uh, Nicholas Sulas of the world in uh, in the fight. The league so maybe that's it. But yeah, Toronto looks good. He looks a bit pacier, and again, it could be the, the defenses in the fight. The league, I don't know, but good to see either way. You know, he's scoring goals, and that's what I mean. It's keeping Poulter on the bench. Uh, we don't know what Poulter can bring or not, but. Uh, we just want goals at this point, and I think, like you said, the wing play is the, the huge thing for us. Yeah, having the Thomas Owe on and maybe a, another a right um, wing back that contributes with the passes, but you really need this front two players to be helping out with the passes and also, uh, you know, be able to keep the play and the flow going in the game. And so far, Kataman has certainly done that. Lastman has done that in his brief appearances. And so, yeah, there's there's room for optimism here. But, uh, yeah, overall, a 3 nothing win. Statistics, it looks like we had a, a good victory, but much, much, much work to be done because uh, it was not pretty. Not pretty at all. Um, am I, am I, was this from the Hamburg game? And I'm just like misremembering it as from the Kajslautin game. But was that was there early in the match that, that combination between Oe Dryoga and Torada that almost paid off? But Toronto yes. played it too far out in front of him on the return pass. I think it happened in both games. It, I think it did happen in both games. Like, Odrago had was good in the first 15 minutes and then just disappeared. He kind of ghosted. I don't know if he was what happened, but he kind of disappeared. But the first 15 minutes, he was lively and he had a couple opportunities with, I think it was Toronto. So I think, yeah, I think you remember it correctly. It's just, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not upset that he was pulled. I don't think he had a good first half overall. I'm not upset he's pulled yeah. at 45 minutes. He's a 17 year old kid. Like, there's no reason he needs to be playing full 90 minute games all the time anyway. No. So I'm happy with kind of protecting him and using him where you see fit. But yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in possession on the ball, obviously in particular, more than like off the ball, but on the ball, like, yeah, he's uh, very fluid and very makes good decisions, I feel like, more often than yeah. not. Yeah, no, no, definitely for sure. Uh, so we win that game. To I think Joe's point, I mean, so many red cards this first two weeks. This is fight to fight the league. So, in the first week, we had one, two, three, four, five red cards. Uh, this week, we had one, two, three, we had three red cards, but still two of them in one game. Uh, lots of craziness so far. Uh, some Hertha, Hertha lost again. Uh, that's it's a shocker. Uh, look at the standings. Who was uh, Kaiserslautern lost twice? Eintracht. So those three teams have all lost lost twice already. 
we are in tenth place currently. But I mean, like Hansa and Holsten Kiel, I don't expect them to hold hold that that uh, six point or undefeated streak. Holsten Kiel, maybe they they're pretty decent last year, but you know the, the St. Paulis and and Greg Deferts of the world, uh, they're all in the mix right now, and it's 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 wide open. It's what you expect after two games. Uh, but Hertha really is a surprise, I think, so far of the of the season, uh, the short young season here. Uh, poor poor Hertha. Yeah, I mean, can't <laughs> say I'm uh, shedding any tears over it no. uh, personally. But uh, no. yeah, there you go for sure. Yeah, Holston Keel uh, up with the air is crisp at the moment. Yeah, in the top end, uh, Hamburg obviously still still up there as well, where we would expect them to be. Um, yeah, obviously, way too early to even really care about you know where people yeah. are on the table, relative. But yeah, they had noticeable results from from Hertha. Before we look at the, the Pokal matches Friday, thoughts on player or man of the match? Obviously, the first game it was a no brainer. It was Mueller. Mueller was like nine nine fantastic saves. It's hard to beat him. Yes, some of the guys did well, but this game, I mean, you could. There's a couple guys who had goal and assists. Uh, I think last night was counted as an assist in the first one, but uh, it caught him on goal and assist, a legit goal and assist. Last minute. You know what you call what you will. Oyan played well. Toronto played well. Thoughts on Amuller, obviously as well. Who do you who do you like for man of the match in this last game? Um, for me, it's for me, it's probably Oyan. Okay. Um, because I thought he was I thought he was decent defensively and was was good in the areas and also like his heads up play, um, changed the game like significantly. Um, not that like you know Caramon drawing. The foul that led to that didn't either, you know. Obviously, because Caramon had some nice plays too, but I feel like in particular that they like how how alert and intelligent of a play that was from Oyan gives him the nod, in my opinion, for this particular match. Eric says the three most northern teams are at the three, top three right now. Eventually, the weather will go bad. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, that's a good shot by you uh, in terms of man of the match. I mean, Caramon is obviously an excellent shot, one goal, one assist. I like Toroda's play. Even I mean, yes, he had a goal, but the, the play he was doing off the ball or with the ball with his back to goal, I thought was really lively. Um, Bob Gardle, he had a decent match overall, I think, but he looked terrible on that one Boyd run, as did Latza, who got his ankles broke. Schallenberg was okay in the game. Um, Bruner, again, another off game by him. Is this perplexing me? Yeah, weird. I, I will say I do think – I know what you're talking about on that play with Boyd. I do think actually Baumgartel looked a little bit better than Kaminsky overall on this one. Yeah. I thought, well, was, yeah. I, thought, I thought this was a little bit of an off game for Kaminsky relative to what we could probably expect in this division this year. Not that I think he's going to be great, but I thought he was like a little bit more sketchy than he normally is. I have to apologize because I think I jinxed it because I think right before that play or summer, several months before that play, I said – I feel like Baumgartel is the uh, Maurice Jens of this season. I said, not quite his level, but, you know, he maybe it's a dynamic change we needed, and all of a sudden he does that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll just shut it up now. <laughs> uh, but in terms of man of the match, I think I'm going to go with Kataman, you know, with the goal and assist. It's just good to see him, you know, being lively and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, good to see. And then, uh, yeah, like so this weekend coming up, um, this weekend, this Friday coming up, we're playing against uh, Eintracht Braunschweig in the Pokal. We don't have another Bundesliga game until the 18th, 19th, so two weeks from now. Um, yeah, but the, the Bocal game coming up here, it is a Dola game going on on Friday, which is nice. Uh, no watch along because you and I both got to work. But uh, I expect to see changes from the starting 11. I hope to see changes. Some, like a Kozuki in there. I mean, what are your thoughts going into this game? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> 
Kazuki's a weird one because on one level I feel like he's possibly more like potential than than actual. And they may still be kind of like trying to develop him a little bit. Fair enough. In, in some sense, which is why he's not really getting the run of the green at the moment. But like that doesn't really make it. It's one of those things where it's like, wouldn't you expect that to be like an improvement? Yeah. And yeah. Jens Scarlett's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that. Um, from, from Jago. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> like, like, wouldn't you expect there to be an improvement in the second division because of the drop in the level of competition? So like as as like effective as Kazuki was as early as he was when he just kind of came out of nowhere in the top division last season, wouldn't you expect that to improve when we take a step down and just hasn't happened yet? Maybe it will happen. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. But yeah, it makes me wonder whether or not like he may have been a little bit of a flash in the pan kind of a thing. And like every day in day in, day out in training, they're just not seeing that compared to others or maybe there's like an understand like a lack of understanding of like um instructions or like game you know that kind of stuff maybe it's like harder for him to like play yeah. the team game or whatever i have no idea i'm, I'm just entirely speculating but yeah i know i under I, I, I sympathize with wanting to see more of him because he was a very exciting player and and bring something unique to the table it's similar and maybe not quite but uh timo becker who played in the bundesliga the year we got relegated looked very well one of the better defenders we had in that team that year you think on the Swati League, it's, it's, it's a guaranteed lock at that right right back position, and he doesn't even get to play again. And yes, it's a lot, bit larger sample size because he played the, almost the entire season or most of the season, as opposed to Kazuki played by maybe a, a handful of games. Um, but for whatever reason, all the managers that they, that we had last year, uh, none of them thought that you know, Timo Becker was worthy or didn't have the the right quality or whatever to play any games eventually we lost them and so maybe yeah kazuki instead of having another team becker just trying to slowly develop him and you know at least what i want to see is if he's not going to play you know put him in get him, give him some pitch time you're only gonna get better by playing not just by doing practice and watching i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens i hope they see some changes i mean yeah i just i just do want to see some changes Whether it's you know Poulter starting uh, Kazuki in there, um, what have you, but we play Braunschweig the very next week in, in the league. So um, and that game is going to be. I want to see if it's because the Pokal is on the road for us, and then again we just stay there. We just stay there for a week, I guess, because they're going to be home again. Uh, and that one should be on ESPN Plus, or maybe it's not. Or we'll see. We'll find out. One more comment on Kazuki, real quick. Please. Um, sorry, to go back. like some sometimes when a player has as meteoric of a rise as a player like Kazuki has, it may have been because they tapped into a very rich vein of form. And then mm. the interest in that temporary vein of form catapulted them up probably higher than they were ready to go at that point. And okay. then there's an imbalance between like where they're at once again, pure speculation, but like Fair. he kind of came to the Bundesliga from nowhere over the course of like, he was in Japan and then was in like a lower division in Germany. And then suddenly he's like, Oh, I'm starting games in the Bundesliga. And it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, maybe that kind of like settled out, and yeah, now it's just kind yeah, of like you know, yeah. you know. Okay, that's a good shot. That's probably a reasonable shot too. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he is all but the talent that you know we just got to slowly develop him. We'll see. We'll see what happens with him. But um, yeah, maybe we we'll see some Nicholas Toyer or some other guys too. But uh, uh, Seguin and Templeman, maybe see more of them as well, or lots of some of them that effect. But uh, we'll see what happens here. Braunschweig. Ultimately, we have to win that game. That's uh, we haven't done well in Pokal in the last many years. That's true. So. It's been disappointing. Yeah. Especially when there's campaigns where you're like, nothing's happening this campaign. It would be fun to make a little bit of a cup run. And we've had some, we lost to Bielefeld, I think, a couple of years ago when they were in the second division. Didn't, or maybe, maybe not. I forgot. I don't know. Yeah. We've had some tough ones, but um, yeah. Last yeah, year we lost to Verder last year. Who did we lose to? Wolfsburg or Verder, one of the two. 
uh, last season. Um, but it was early in the rounds as well. We kind of had the bad draw there. But, yeah, uh, it's a good draw for us here. Uh, a team that's struggling to start the season, a team that's lower on the table and expected to be lower on the table uh, throughout the season. So let's see what we can get. Hopefully get a nice result. And then the week later we get to play them all again. Uh, the next game will be – next league game will be Sunday, August 20th. Um, we'll we'll find out if it's going to be televised or not because that will determine if we have a watch along or not. So, uh, oh, anything else you want to talk about tonight? Nah, it's all for me. Oh, look at that. We're, we're just so good. We're like timely. Look, look at this. Yeah, 40 minutes. <laughs> not bad. Nice, nice to be back on a, a nice to have our first victory Monday. Uh, nice to be on back. a Wednesday of the season. <laughs> nice victory Monday on a Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Now, hey. First victory Monday, first of many, or I'm hoping. So, uh, yeah, let's let's keep this train rolling and see what it brings here. But, uh, yeah, um, where can our followers find, find us or you on social media? At JM Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. And recently, oh. somewhat active in the Discord now. Oh, Mildly true. active in the Discord. But my <laughs> presence has been known. So you can, in theory, connect with me there if you want to join You know the Shalka Discord that we have uh, getting established. There's some, there's some nice conversations happening there. A Kazuki like meteoric presence in the, in the Discord. <laughs> Hope you don't fade away. <laughs> oh, but shout out to everyone on Discord. A lot of the Discord members are on here on the chat tonight with us. We appreciate you guys. Uh, some great comments going back and forth uh, in, the, in, the, in the chat about Shaka games and just banter in general. So uh, join the Discord. Link will be in the description. And we'll also put it out. We'll tweet it out. All our, all our tweets will have the, the link with it too. So. You can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. But more importantly, you can follow us at shockamerica.com or shock, or go to shockamerica.com or at shockamerica all across social media. Uh, at shockamerica.com, we'll try to uh, keep giving you uh, articles, follow up on press conferences uh, and, and the like. So uh, keep an eye on there. And then you can also follow our podcast anywhere to streams music. We are primarily a podcast. Uh, we were asked that question uh, during a watch along, and it's like, "Oh, do you guys do anything else other than watch alongs?" Yeah, it's like we're we're podcasts. You know, the watch alongs is a nice and an added feature, I guess. You know, so uh, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, like the video, would help with the algorithms again. So, uh, yeah, uh, no watch along this Friday uh, for the podcast. So enjoy it uh, without us, without your voice, my voice in your ear. Uh, so it'll be nice and soothing, I guess, for you. But uh, yeah, Friday, and then uh, we'll catch back up in, uh, on next next Monday, maybe, depending on the weather. We'll see you there. We'll see you another time. <laughs> I will see you, or I will see you. <laughs> oh, inside joke there. Uh, all right, Jack. For Jack and myself, uh, we have, hope you guys have a good night. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. And the Pokal, Friday. Enjoy it. Uh, until then, next podcast. We'll see you then. Good golf. Mm-hmm.